When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Thursday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, the name you know, the brand that you trust for over 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on said Preds games. NHL, NBA, college hoops, anything in between. Baseball right around the corner. Download the Superbook Sports app today. And of course, TrueMath Fitness, they have helped me lose 52 pounds in route to my weight loss and fitness journey. They can help you Accomplish your goals the same way. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, we haven't talked about the Titan Stadium project in a while. Hadn't been a ton of news in a little while. So, looking at uh, what's come about today was, or rather, what came about a couple of days ago, some reporting from uh, Sports Illustrated that kind of brought this to light. So, opposition to the new Titan Stadium coming from the Metro Council Committee Chair. Now, this is a a big part of the process for the Titan Stadium project to ultimately get cleared for approval beyond construction and all the necessary materials, manpower, labor, all these different things, contracts that are going to have to be doled out to get this thing accomplished. It first has to go through Metro Council. Now, the East Bank Stadium Committee, uh, one member, is opposed to the project, and it seems that this is a new position taken on by East Bank Stadium Committee Chairman Bob Mendez. So I'll give you some details on this here in just a second. You know the detail. You know the primary concept, though. The Titans' new dome stadium on the East Bank, the city and of Nashville, and the team still in the planning stages. Opposition appears to be growing within the city government to the current plan. Now. There can be any number of reasons why this is so, but we'll uh, start with your Two Rivers Ford take first and foremost. What's the biggest hurdle the new Titan Stadium project has to clear? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll discuss at length together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by the beautiful people at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford In Mount Juliet, they always sell all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, looking at the circumstances for the Titan Stadium plan, what's the biggest hurdle that they have to clear? Randy Howard says public acceptance. Lemetria says money issues. Although, it seems like they've got that part at least figured out the way that the team and the city initially want it to go uh Stephen King says got to get past the F.U. Bob uh that he 
Bob Mendez, the politician, as Jackie Hulbert says, politicians just in general. Rogers Edwards says, how much are the taxpayers stuck with paying? Well, the city of Nashville, Davidson County taxpayers are not stuck with any kind of a bill. Um, And the tax implications of this have been laid out uh, as putting the burden on the team and taking it off the uh, the Nashville General Fund while raising things like tourism taxes, hotel hotel and motel tax, uh, increasing a variety of different taxes such as that to alleviate any burden that would be associated with the Davidson County taxpayer. Now, um, there's always some kind of language that needs to be combed through to make sure that it is not coming out of your taxes in some form or fashion. And there's a lot of different ways that they can kind of um, get that by people who aren't necessarily reading the fine print on these negotiations and discussions. Uh, Puka says, can one guy, can this one guy stop it? It is, uh, it is pretty interesting to think about, but here is the memo, uh, that was put out by, uh, chairman Bob Mendez, and it goes as follows the proposal. Did something happen, Robert? Can they not hear me? You're waving frantically at me in the background. What happened there? I was I was only worried that they couldn't hear your dulcet tones. That's all okay. I was worried about. Well, why don't you stay there so the, the background is blacked out, and I'll mute your microphone, and I'll continue to read, shall I? The proposed $2.1 billion stadium deal should be rejected. It's not good for the city or its finances. It's too large of a subsidy with not enough benefit for Nashville. As chair of the Metro Council's East Bank Stadium Committee, I've had a front row seat for the negotiations. Our committee has compiled an unprecedented amount of information about the proposed deal. You can find our committee materials here. By the way, I will retweet the uh, link to this memo that was put out on February the 14th. So Valentine's Day with love from Bob Mendez. One of the group, one of the ground rules for our committee is that we are only gathering information. Our committee is not going to vote to approve or disapprove the deal. Our job has been to gather information to allow the public, individual council members, and our standing committees to deliberate about the proposal. Now that we are getting closer to a vinyl vote, it's time for me to explain in more detail why I believe the proposal should be rejected. So that's the circumstance right now for the the East Bank Committee that is looking to evaluate the city's position, a fact-finding mission. Now, it has been discussed that Bob Mendez may be doing some political posturing, which is always a part of this. It's entirely possible that Bob Mendez runs for mayor of Nashville. Now that Mayor John Cooper has decided that he will not seek re-election, people are starting to get in on those things, and the stadium deal is a good place to publicly posture. Now, he could have legitimate issues, and he lays them out in a 10-page document, that we did not put up on your screen. It's a lot of information to parse through. And again, I will retweet that link for you so that you can read through it for yourselves. But basically, he's implying that it's not financially sound. And the reasons for that um, are varied in number. I can read you some of them without putting the full thing up on the screen at this point because there are a lot of different things that he cites. And in considering all of this stuff, 
considering whether or not the Titan Stadium deal makes the most sense for the city of Nashville, it's rare that these things actually do, that these proposals, that these stadium plans actually lead to a situation that's fiscally responsible for the city. But there is no question that uh, neighbor that downtown for tourists um, is what this thing is marketing to and ultimately the kind of people that the city is trying to bring more of in. Are the financial terms satisfactory? Are they getting a neighborhood or just more downtown for tourists? There's a, not, a variety of different things that Bob Mendez goes on to detail. Um, the facts of the situation, the proposed new st- neighborhood is tied directly to there being a new stadium. So there would not be a new neighborhood on the East Bank if no such stadium exists, these kind of things, right? Getting into the nitty gritty that's important to kind of parse and dissect about the uh, about the um, about the team's situation. Now, Jacob Ray says it's a waste of taxpayer money. It makes a lot of sense to oppose it. Jacob, I, I invite you because I haven't seen any specific numbers. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. And you may have access to information or you may have seen reading materials that I have not yet. So it's simply a question. What is the tax burden to you directly? Do you have that number? Do you have that figure? Do you have that percentage? Do you know which? Is it coming out of your state taxes? Is it coming out of your federal taxes? Um, that is something that I I haven't seen any kind of clear and obvious answers to, despite having looked through a lot of these materials myself. And again, Jacob, you may know something that I don't. I'm I'm legitimately asking you the question: What is the what is the burden on you specifically that you are aware of? Because I have not seen specifically any burden on the taxpayer yet. Again, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, and it's not going to come out of something that you are being taxed for. But I don't know where the idea that taxpayers are on the hook for this when that has not been specifically disclosed anywhere other than the city and the team, first and foremost, are going to be fiscally responsible for the construction of the new stadium. Um, now, they are getting uh, they are getting state bonds from the state of Tennessee. Bill Lee has approved that. Um, they are uh, getting that increase in hotel motel tax from the city of Nashville to up the ante on behalf of the city. But again, I ask you, where is this where is this funding or where is this uh, taxpayer, this waste of taxpayer dollars coming from? Because I, you know, I'm, I'm stalling for Jacob to provide me with some answers. But uh, unless I've missed it, I haven't seen anything specifically. So if anybody can give me that specifically, I, I I'm not I'm not I know that my tone is often bad and that I can often come off as sarcastic or dismissive. But truly, I'm asking you guys, I haven't seen that number. I haven't seen that specific part of it so until i know what that is i can't discuss that as a as a waste of taxpayer money when no such specific amount of taxpayer money has been discussed for this uh the stadium will bring so much money to the area um uh jonathan fault says jacob ray says looking up the article it's been a few years okay well tweet it to me dm it to me on instagram or something like that again like i said jacob i'm just looking for inform i'm looking for more information here because i want to have the most informed version of this discussion humus humanly possible uh this is not what came out of the sit of the council meeting well this is a memo this is not a memo that was supposed to be meant for the public apparently but somebody got a hold of bob mendez's memo that was sent to the uh, the various committees who are going to be actually voting on this as opposed to the fact-finding committee of which Bob Mendez is the chairman of. All right, so let's uh, let's keep it moving. And uh, and we'll, well, um, I guess what's the biggest hurdle? I haven't answered that question. I haven't read enough 
of your responses. The biggest hurdle that the stadium faces, we'll talk about it together. I'll give you my answer right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. They will put you in position to succeed with the Intel Edge that you need. Two rivers, or rather, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of the Primetime Show and of my radio show. GaryAshton.com to sell your home for more and to find your dream address without the stress. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust at GaryAshton.com. So the first, I mean, the biggest hurdle that they face at this point um, is, is city government. City government, um, with all the politicking that will go on, that this will happen in the middle of a mayoral election where um, it is certain to be a, a debate and discussion point. Um, there will be posturing that the team is caught up in the middle of. Again, there are going to be some good points raised. There's going to be some stuff that's just fluff. And it's going to be difficult to kind of discern that for people unless you're really, really following every detail that comes out on this. And still, not even all of that information is accessible with great ease. Um, so I think a lot of this stuff, you know, the posturing, uh, the, the the politicking is going to be the biggest hurdle that I foresee. And that's going to be continue to be a hurdle until this thing is finalized. Um, down to every last detail, every last blueprint, all of the things that need to be signed, D, uh, T's crossed and I's dotted to make sure that they can get this thing off the ground. Um, so let's move on and let's talk about uh, a situation that has arisen in the AFC South since we're talking a little bit of Titans-adjacent content here tonight on the Primetime Show. You know the situation for the quarterbacks. In this upcoming draft, you know that two AFC South teams are in desperate need of new quarterbacks and two are picking in the top five. In fact, one is picking at two, the other picking at four. So um, I think that the question is very easily posed. Who is most likely to trade up to the number one pick of the three AFC South teams that are not named the Jacksonville Jaguars? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that primetime is made possible. By Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. You can wager on Big Ten basketball, SEC basketball, the NBA, the NHL, and so much more. Your favorite major sports are all available for you to wager on in the Superbook Sports app. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, and they always get you those great odds boosts and promo bets specifically on your favorite local teams. Just click the Tennessee tab and get all of their great offerings at Superbook Sports. Download the app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, who is most likely to trade up for the number one overall pick? Now, here's the thing. The Bears currently own the number one overall pick. The Bears, right now, don't seem to be in the market for a quarterback, although we'll see what they decide on Justin Fields in years to come. At least for 2023, it looks like the plan is to continue forward with Justin Fields and to try and get him more help. So then you have the Texans picking second, the Colts picking fourth in this particular equation, both in need of quarterbacks, both in need of rookie quarterbacks on affordable deals so they can try and get their franchises off the mat. So given that the Colts and Texans are now jockeying for the best quarterback in the draft, well, it's entirely likely that one of the two tries to trade up and leapfrog the other or make sure that the other can't draft the better player, which right now looks like Bryce Young. 
So the question that I ask you is this, who is more likely to trade up at this point? Based on Jim Ursay's public comments, it sure seemed like he likes that Alabama guy a whole lot. We're not hiding, you know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, 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 although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So, we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and, utilizing that talent that Alabama guy looks pretty good it just he just can't help himself he can't help himself and Chris Ballard has to be pissed that's Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts at Shane Steichen the new head coach's introductory press conference talking about that Alabama guy which of course I'm assuming does not allude to Will Anderson the edge rusher um we'll see what happens but yeah I think the Colts are most likely to play out uh Kane says, what's the stadium struggle or is this clickbait? Well, Kane, uh, you know, it's uh, clearly 20 minutes into the show. We led with the stadium struggle. I can't help it if you're not on time. Lucky for you, just because in your ignorance or egregious error that you were not here at my beck and call when we popped on live, the show is available for you to rewind. It is also available in podcast form. So if you missed any of the details on the first major roadblock that the stadium has hit, I invite you to go back and listen to that portion of the conversation rather than make nonsensical comments with your uh, big-headed dog-looking ass and your profile picture there. I do love the profile pictures. They make they make me laugh. That dog looks like it has an absolute cranium. The dog looks like its head is three times bigger than yours. That's hilarious. Now, maybe you have a small head. Maybe the dog has a big one. Who's to say? All I can work with is context clues at this point. <laughs> Kane says, what the hell? Y'all are never on time. You know what? That's completely fair. <laughs> That's completely fair. <laughs> William Jones points that out as well. Yeah, but I'm on time for me. I'm talking about you guys. I'm on time for my time. <laughs> it's completely hypocritical by me. You're right. I don't think I've ever actually started. I don't think in the. it's almost four years that this show has existed. I don't think I've ever once started directly at eight. It's a completely fair criticism. All right, who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Real simple, high-level discourse. Who in sports needs a bounce back? It's the weekend bounce back that we do at the end of every Thursday show, at the end of every primetime week. So let me know in the comment section while I tell you that the primetime show is presented by the people who will help you bounce back on your fitness goals. That's TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out. Group classes, boot camp style. 40 minutes, efficient, effective. They will push you and help you get to your uh, new goals, help you achieve in real time, help you see meaningful results while not overexerting you, not taking you too far out of your comfort zone. Just enough to make sure that you're making progress the way that you set out to do. True Math Fitness also has personal training and an open gym. So sign up for any level of their memberships today and try it for yourself free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this week? Uh, Marlo Pointer says the Preds. Are they are they losing again? I don't have the Preds game on. I'm watching college basketball. 
right now. I suppose I should probably have the hockey team on Nashville Predators. Um, but I think that uh, I think that the Preds have, you know, they've been talking about trying to come out and play at a higher level um, after the All Star break, and they've really, really kind of underachieved based on the most recent results. I don't have their game up right now. I know they're playing the Bruins, who are a pretty good team on a regular basis. Are they? Oh my God, are they down for nothing? Oof, at home. Man, I haven't been to a Preds game since the opener, and I'm glad. I just, I, I hate, I love to go to Preds games, but, you know, I like to sit by the ice, and I, there's nothing worse than spending all that money just to watch them get their ass kicked. Um, Man, I don't get what's going on with the hockey team since the All-Star break. They're really, really in a bad spot. So, yeah, Preds could use a bounce back. Um, Who else in sports needs to bounce back at this point? Titan Stadium planners need a bounce back, sounds like, says Josh Sabata. Well, you know, these those kind of quote-unquote setbacks were always going to be a part of the problem at this stage. Producer Robert needs a bounce back because I'm sick and tired of watching that old, ugly woman at the end of the show. That's not Robert's duty. Now, Robert has not found his own. He has not, st- he has not uh, placed his own stamp on the end-of-show video the way that Producer Reed has done for years. So if Robert would like to find a new end of show video, I can't speak for himself or I can't speak for him. He could speak for himself if he uh, so desires. But at this stage, uh, you know, that's entirely incumbent upon producer Robert. If he wants to find a new end of show video, then he is entitled to do so. I personally think that the crazy old Jags fan is funny every time I see her. Oh, your microphone's muted. Uh, How does this happen? It, it does that. It does that. Every time I come in here, it likes to play a joke on me. What makes an end-of-show video? Like, how can I best afford us to not not only look at that ugly woman at the end of the show, but also pick something that everybody's going to dig? Do I need to come up with a different one every day? No. Like, what kind of workload is this thing looking for? No, it's just something. So, for the longest until he – well, really until the end of the season and even after he got fired – in fact, we didn't start using it until he got fired. John Robinson uh, sipping whiskey, singing Ain't no, Shun- Ain't no Sunshine When It's Gone. That was our end of show video for the longest. Used to be the Mississippi Mass Choir singing I'm Not Tired Yet. And then we monetized it on YouTube and the Mississippi Mass Choir wanted royalties. So we couldn't afford the Mississippi Mass Choir anymore. So you have to be selective uh, in your uh, decision making at this point. But it's just something that's funny to end the show that's going to make you laugh. It doesn't, no context required. Just, uh, you know, some put a smile on your face. Let me see what I can do. I think we need to have a different one for every day, though. At least five different options. So you don't have to look at the same person every day. I offered you an out. Don't uh, don't tell me that I did and close that pop-up and whatever you're doing or whatever that music is in the background. Now back through the trap door. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Producer Robert, ladies and gentlemen as he uh, makes his way back to the shadows of the primetime show. So, who needs to bounce back? Colts fan base needs to bounce back. Jeff Saturday needs to bounce back, although he seems like he's living pretty well right now. What's up, everybody? Hey, first, I just want to say to the Colts organization, the Colts Nation, how much I appreciate the opportunity. I'm so grateful uh, for the last eight weeks of the season and the opportunity to represent you guys. I appreciate the coaches for all your time, energy, and effort to all the players uh, laying it out there each and every week. I can't tell you how much I respect and appreciate what each and every player, not only for the Colts, but the NFL do uh, and and what they they put on the line each and every week. But it was an absolute blessing. Uh, I I look fondly upon it. Wish we would have done better, but uh, ultimately that that is where it is. And so uh, I want to wish Coach Steichen the best of luck. 
I'm still a huge Colt fan and pulling for you guys. Looking forward to uh, hoisting some Lombardi trophies and excited for your opportunity. So uh, for everybody out there, including the however many thousand that signed a petition, which may have included my wife and son, not exactly sure, but in, in all honesty, I'm so grateful for uh, Colts Nation and who you are uh, to represent the horseshoe. It meant the world to me. And uh, again, Coach Dykin, best of luck to you and your family in Indianapolis. is an incredible town. Best fans in the world, man. You're going to get the greatest support and uh, look forward to watching your success and the rest of the men in that locker room and the coaching staff that you have with you. So to all Coach Na Colts Nation, appreciate you guys, love you guys, and uh, see you soon. Well, that was lovely from Jeff. And he looks like he's, uh, you know, living his best life right now. It looks much less stressful than... I'm giving up the largest uh, lead in NFL history to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Uh, Royal Wright submits the TSU Emmy-winning band, a great way to send it off. But again, I would love to support the TSU band. But if they require royalties, I don't know if Austin and Zach are going to allow me to get that through the budget. So music is a bit of a struggle for us. Now, I think you could probably get away with the band element of it, but I don't know the legal hurdles on that. We're having uh, Dan Lust, the sports attorney, on the radio show tomorrow. Perhaps I'll ask him off to the side uh, if I can be sued for using TSU to end the show. Anyway, it's going to do it for us tonight. It's going to do it for us this week on the Primetime Show. Go check out the 615 Sessions podcast. It's back. It's better than ever. It's Joe Rexroad. It's Corey Curtis. We talked about the finalized coaching staff. We talked about the Tannehill trade rumors. It's available for you in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed. Radio show tomorrow is going to be lit. Coach Dave McGinnis, sports attorney Dan Lust, Coach Casey Alexander of the Belmont Bruins. It's going to be a lot of fun discussion, and we hope you'll join us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. So until Robert finds a new video, or it sounds like a new video for every day of the week, honestly, it would make me happy if it was just Jim Ursay muttering things about quartiles at the end of the show. That would be a good end of show topic. But in the meantime, we still got the Jags fans stealing the show. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. <laughs>